are you today? That's right, this is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Coming to you from the heart of Cajun country down in South Louisiana where uh, we were just hit by a pretty bad hurricane down here. Kind of surprised everybody. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, did want to go ahead and get you to check out the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can check out all kind of new stuff on there, especially the store. You can go help me out. Uh, pick up some t-shirts or water bottles or different things along that line all of that goes to helping out the the podcast and the channel keep everything going let me do some really cool builds and different things like that so that'll help really help me out if you do that you can also check out the facebook page at down south it pretty much anytime that there's an update to the show it will go out on facebook so if you want to be first to know that's the place to go so if you want to check that out at down south it on facebook you can also check out the youtube page i have a lot of good videos on there I do still have a couple of them coming i should be able to work and finish up uh one of them this week so i should have another one posting sometime this week i don't know exactly when yet but it will happen other than that i do want to give a couple of things updates we did have a pretty severe hurricane come through here earlier this week so if you do happen to want to help or donate or anything like that, two groups that I know are really, really good are going to be the Cajun Navy. And if you look them up on Facebook, it's Cajun Navy 2016. They actually changed their name to Pinnacle Search and Rescue. So if you want to donate and help out, they're right there on the ground. It's PinnacleSAR.org. That's PinnacleSAR.org. And also, you can also check out Mercury One. 100% of your donations to Mercury One will go to the impacted area. They don't take any money off the top for, you know, the business side of things. All of your donations, 100% goes to what you're donating it for. So if you want to do that, check them out. That's mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org. If you do want to donate, volunteer, anything like that, check both of those places out. They, they're doing a lot of good work right there on the ground right now. So if you do that, thank you ahead of time, and I definitely appreciate it. Okay, so for the show today, I was going to do something originally, not this, <laughs> but I ended up coming across a couple of different articles, one on Cybent Solutions and one on Wired, both of them having to deal with fairly the same thing, and they came out roughly around the same time. So I kind of wanted to get into it, and it's basically keeping your data safe. And it could be whether it's on a laptop, a, you know, different aspects of this can also be on your phone, your uh, iPads, iPods, different things, laptops, desktops, Macs, the whole nine. So it's, it could be a lot of different things, but you can take something of these two articles. I kind of made my own top 10 list, <laughs> should I say? And that's what we're going to go about now. And that's basically 10 ways to keep your data safe. And we're going to start off, number one, you want to set up user accounts on your computer. Set up one administrator account on that computer that only one person has access to. So that way, just in case something happens, you can deal with things as an administrator. But every person that uses that computer or device should have their own account just in case something happens. And, you know, if they only screw up that, they only screw up their account, not everybody else's. All the accounts should have a good, strong password to log in and to download apps if that's part of the 
you know, security protocol that you can instill on it. I know iOS does that, but either a strong password or pin to log in, or even if you have uh, windows facial recognition, the hello support, if that does it, or you have a fingerprint reader, use that because those are a lot of, they, they help out a lot as far as data integrity when the thing is locked, that those are a lot harder to beat than just a simple password or a pin number. And you also wanna set your screen lock to lock after a short period of time. I know Macs do it, uh, Windows does it, Linux does it uh, for the most part. You know, whenever you go away for a little bit, you can set it for how long you want roughly 10 to 15 minutes, you know, it's nothing, nothing crazy, but you know, unless this is a work device or something like that, then you may want it a lot shorter, like, you know, five minutes, just in case you do have to walk away, you know, you don't want anybody get having their prying eyes on all of your data. Next up is number two is going to be encryption. Use BitLocker if you have it. Now, granted Windows 10 only has it embedded with the either the pro or the enterprise versions of windows 10 but there are different things that you can do as far if you have the home edition but you want to try to encrypt your data if possible if you're on mac os you want to use the file vault to encrypt your data so that way just on the off chance somebody does steal your computer or your laptop or anything like that it does have the ability to encrypt everything so they can't just willy-nilly get to it by popping the hard drive out and plugging it into another computer. You wanna be able to keep stuff as safe as you possibly can. Next up, number three is gonna be using built-in protections from your various programs. Now, they got some programs like Office 365, they have a few others that will let you set a password to view files. You need to utilize these kind of features to help safeguard your data if you step away from the computer. Or, you know, it could be even a something, whenever you open it, it needs to have a password on it. You can do that with PDF files. So if it's something that you want to keep secure, there's usually a way to put a password, or at, at the very minimum, a password on it. So you, if your program supports stuff like that, that's something you may want to look into. Next up, number four, Enable find my device. Now Windows and Mac both have tools built in to let you find your device if it is stolen and you can even lock it or wipe it remotely, which is very handy to have if somebody steals your device. So it doesn't, I know I've, you can do it with iPhone, iPad, uh, MacBooks. If you have a Google account on your Android phone, you can do this also. Windows, I believe you can do it with Windows. I'm not 100% sure they may have tweak some stuff with the last few updates i'm not 100 certain but i would imagine that they probably do so if you do have this feature enabled make sure you use it just on the off chance and the worst thing happens next up is applying the latest security updates i know it's annoying it is very annoying when you have things when you log on to your computer and it pops up saying hey this needs to be updated this needs to be updated you're not worried about it. You just go so, uh, click off of it. You get get to it later. Somehow it never gets to later. So <laughs> you want to make sure at least even on the weekends or something when you're not really working or using, you know, the device that you're on, update everything. Make sure you're updating all the latest security patches, not necessarily the OS updates, 
those are more features and different things like that. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about security features, extensions, firewall rules. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. You want to make sure all of that is up to date, different firmware, even for even for your routers at home. If you have a third party router every now and then double check it, log into it and make sure that you don't have an update, you know, because that stops a lot of DDoS attacks and different things like that. It stops a lot of that right there before it even gets to your home network. So if stuff can get into your home network, it's a lot more loosey-goosey in there usually. That's where you want to stop it. So make sure all of your devices have the latest security patches. But not only security patches, you want to make sure that you keep your antivirus and anti-malware apps up to date. Again, a lot of this is third-party stuff, and some of it updates automatically, not everything. Uh, for the most part, if you have either Norton or McAfee, usually those automatically update every time you reboot. Or at least, you know, when they push updates, everything will come up and it'll start updating on its own. But some of the other third party ones, you might not have set to do that. It might not update everything all the time. So just take the time. It usually doesn't take very long. Make sure your antivirus is up to date. If you use an anti-malware or, you know, something like malware bytes or anything like that, stay, you know, keep up to date with those. Make sure they're up to date and then run them every now and then. You want to make sure you're actually running them too. You don't want to just have them on the computer just sitting there. Once they're updated, go ahead and give everything a good run. Make sure there's nothing there. Once you're clean, then you can go about your way. Next up is number six. This is going to be protecting your passwords. It's safe to say that most people don't tell people their password all the time. I would venture to guess that that's probably something that you don't do. But I would I would venture to guess that most people use the same password for a lot of different things because we're creatures of habit and that's how we do it. Now, when I was hacked back in March, this was not exactly my problem. I use a co different combinations of several passwords. So I didn't have the exact same problem, but there were a few things that I noticed that I had the same password on a lot of things. So taking advantage of a password vault, like, 1Password or LastPass, one of those, if you want to keep your password secure, and also it has a creator for new secure passwords, really helps out a lot. So I've been using that. I've been using LastPass. This is the one that I was using ever since March. And really and truly, I have no complaints about it at all. Uh, they're really easy to get into. There's a few things that you got to kind of tweak once everything gets moving, but it really wasn't that much of a stretch or a chore really to jump over from not using one to using one. So it was really intuitive and I, I really don't have any complaints on it. So if I had to give you one to try, I would say LastPass. But the other one that I did use was 1Password. I tried it for a couple of minutes. I really didn't like it. So that's why I ended up with LastPass. But Either way, if you want either one of those, it, go check out the show prep. Not only will I have all of this updated and written out, but I will have the links for those two on there as well. So you can check that out. Next up is you turn off your screen lock notifications. This one seems kind of weird, but on the off chance that 
you're at a meeting with somebody you don't know and your phone's just sitting on the table, you know, you could get a notification from something and that might not be something that you would really want them to see because a lot of times when you get notifications on your phone, you don't know what's coming. You really don't. It could be something from your bank. It could be something from, you know, a text message from somebody that, you know, you would rather not them see. It could be something else entirely. You really don't know. So having those kind of things pop up on your lock screen is not really conducive to security. And even if it's not something that you would think of as being something bad that they can use, just for the imagine of you get some, an alert from Chase, now they know that you use Chase Bank. So if by chance they get your number or they know somebody that can, they can actually send different phishing texts and emails and stuff like that and know that they can get away with you looking at them if it says it's from Chase. It's a, it's more of a social spear phishing kind of deal that, you know, from, from this kind of angle, but it's just something that if you can avoid doing it, that's what you want to do. You want to not, not have it happen if at all possible. So turn your lock screen notifications off and you can go about your day and it makes things a lot easier. Next up is number eight, and this is locking your apps. If you have an a app that has the ability to be locked with either a password or a PIN number before you use it. That's one more step that somebody is going to have to make before they can get to your information on your device if it is in fact stolen. But if you have a fingerprint sensor or a facial unlock or anything like that, use that on everything that you can. They, those are different safeguards that can not be beaten very easily. They can't be spoofed. They're very difficult to get around. So if you can use your fingerprint or, you know, like the, the hello facial to, uh, recognition, because if the worst happens and your device is stolen, that fingerprint or that facial recognition is going to be the last thing that stands between somebody trying to get your data and your data. So you want to make sure it's a, as secure as it possibly can be. Next up is number nine, using a VPN. I think I've been preaching this pretty much ever since I started this podcast, but if you use any kind of public Wi-Fi, any kind, it doesn't matter if it's at a grocery store, if it's at a uh, airport, bus station, whatever, I don't care. Use a VPN. Anything, basically any other Wi-Fi other than the Wi-Fi at your house, use a VPN because there's always the possibility that somebody nefarious is on the other end of that Wi-Fi. There's always that possibility. So whether it's your phone, your laptop, tablet, it doesn't matter. Use a VPN. It makes your device that much, it makes it that much harder for your data to be stolen. It encrypts the data going to and from your device. And it usually hides your device's location. And even depending on how it's set up, it could even hide the connection from those that think you might be an easy target. You know, you could be sitting right next to somebody. If you're on VPN, they won't even know that you're there as far as, you know, the, the networking side goes. Now, I have recommended a few VPNs in the past. Right now, I'm on IPVanish. That's the one I've been using uh, lately, probably for about the last year and a half. Love it. Have no complaints on it. But just if you had a few others that you wanted to look at, 
Of course, there's IP Vanish, the private internet access, NordVPN. There's a bunch of other ones also, but those are probably the top three that I would recommend. Never, ever use a free VPN. Never. <laughs> because For one, it's free for a reason, because they will sell your data. They might not sell your actual name and password, but they will sell where what sites you go to, you know, all of that, that kind of that kind of traffic data, that metadata, that's what they sell because they do keep logs of it. So you want to make sure you get not only a good VPN, but you want to get a good no log VPN that won't track you like that. And like I said, the three that I, I do, I do have the links up on the show prep. So down south it podcast.com, you know, check out the show prep, the links right underneath the embedded player. I will have all of this up there for you also, so you can check out the links to those. And if you think one of them's right for you, please be my guest and go for it. Next up is going to be the last thing, and that's going to be backing up your data. Now, you should always have a backup. Always, 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 always. The actual preferred method of this is to actually have three copies of data. Now, granted, that's not always the most cost efficient and it's not the easiest thing to do. But whenever you're talking backups, you want at least one backup. And this is for corporate environment. You want at least one backup on site, a copy of that backup on site, and you want a copy of that backup also off site, just in case. So you want three copies of your data at least. But being that that's usually not you know, very cost efficient and it's not very easy for most people. You can just back up using a cloud backup, which everything is offsite. You don't have to worry about it. The other way to go is to just back up to an external drive. So either one would be acceptable considering at least you would have one. So that's that's the main thing you want. You at least want to have a backup, not only for just on the off chance that something happens that you know, something gets stolen, but you want it on the, the off chance that your hard drive craps out because, hey, hard drives are mechanical devices. They do wear out. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but at some point they will wear out. And whenever it wears out, that's when you're really going to want that backup because that will get you up and going a lot faster than having to sit there and try to piece everything together from a damaged drive. Now, if you want it to go cloud backup, granted, a lot of, all of the ones I'm going to talk about are paid. You have to pay for them because you have to pay for the storage. But they not they aren't really aren't that bad. And a couple of them, like I said, one was going to be Backblaze. They've been doing cloud backup for a long time. They're really good, fast. I originally looked into Backblaze when I was doing trying to look up for a backup uh, solution for my Plex server, but their service really didn't do what I needed it to do. So they kind of went on the back burner, hence the name. But anyway, so Backblaze is a good choice, especially if you just got one or two computers. iDrive, uh, I know they're pretty much gold standard right now as far as cloud backups. Uh, if you wanted to kind of go old school, but or is more business oriented, you can look into Carbonite. Again, they were kind of some of the first ones to get into it. 
So they do have a lot of options on there. Like I said, depending on how much space you need as to how much, you know, how much um, it's going to cost. But just kind of be prepared and know how much you're going to be backing up before you kind of look at prices. Now, you could do Google Drive as an option. They do do backups that you can do device backups with them. But you will have to pay for Google One service if you want to do that because the 15 gigabytes that they give you for free just is not going to be nearly enough if you're trying to do a laptop or a desktop. So it is an option, but you may end up having to pay per month, you know, if you want to go that route. So there, that is an option though. Now, if you wanted to do just backup to a hard drive, you know, a separate external hard drive that you can, you know, when things happen, you can just plug it in and go. Uh, the, I do, this is the solution that I have on my desktop and my desktop and my cameras. And this is actually called uh, Ease US. And it's a, it's a backup software. Once you set it up, you can do it over the network. You can do it while it plugged in. There are a lot of different th- solutions on here for data backup and recovery. It's a really, really easy to use software. I really like it. So I would definitely venture to go for that one. If you do have uh, another one that you could could possibly go to, it's called Paragon. Again, it's a full, not only backup suite, but it does have a lot of data recovery tools built in and different things like that. So that's one another thing you can look into if you wanted to go that route. Again, on the show prep, I have links to all of these, the VPNs, the cloud backups, and device backup uh, softwares. All you have to do is go check out the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, and look under the embedded player. The show prep button is right there. Click on it, and you can get to it. Now, I know that was a lot of information in 20 minutes. Granted, if you miss anything, please go check out the show prep. Everything will be right there for you. And if nothing else, hopefully, at least if you're not doing all of these things to try to keep your data safe, you should be doing at least some of these. And I may have even talked about something that you didn't know about yet. So hopefully that kind of inspires you to, to take a couple of steps, keep your data safe, keep your devices safe, and keep things on the up and up. So again, one more time before I uh, let you go, I do want to mention if you want to donate either or volunteer or anything like that to help out with the hurricane relief down here in South Louisiana, please check out mercuryone.org and pinnaclesar.org. You can donate to both. You can volunteer on both. Do what you can. If you can send anything, please do. It'll really help out. I know those people down there in southwest Louisiana really would really appreciate it. Even uh, East Texas, they got hit pretty good too. So I'm not taking anything away from them. They're going to have a hard road ahead of them, guys. They really will. So they can use all the help they can get whenever things come around. If anything, if once this shifts into them rebuilding and things like that, then I'll kind of let you know of a couple other programs and places that you can donate there to help them rebuild. But for right now, it's more food, shelter, diapers, water, that type of thing. You know, it's this is definitely recovery time right now, not rebuild time. So again, PinnacleSAR.org and MercuryOne.org. Please donate if you can. I definitely appreciate it. I know they will too. But before I go, like I like to end every podcast, paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, 
Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I definitely appreciate all of you listening, taking the time out of your day. I love you, and I'll see you right here next time on the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.